the flow and the, the fro. What is up, everyone? Today is April 19th, 2021, and on today's episode of The Flow and the Fro, we have a lot to go over, including last night's whatever the fuck you want to call that with Jake Paul and Ben Askren. We're also going to recap last night's solid UFC card and go over the huge weekend ahead highlighted by Usman versus Masvidal at UFC 261. Let's get into it. All right, all right. Let's get into a crazy night last night. Um... We didn't really watch the earlier boxings and the performances because we were watching UFC and the Mets game. But I saw on Twitter, I saw all these fucking crazy, like Ben Askin tweeted, he's like, if you like a circus, you know, like uh, if people like circuses, people like fights, you're going to love tomorrow night. Then he quoted it and was like, he was like, I told you guys. He was like, I don't know. It was crazy. And that's exactly what it was with the music performances and the fights. It was a circus and, and some fistfights. Pro pro wrestling icon Ric Flair has entered the cage. Like Ric Flair was... The commentators were all <laughs> fucked up. Rick Te- Ric Flair was like hosting a slap box. Yeah. Not even was, a slap box, like the, like, like the slap for slap thing. Yeah, it was literally a slap for slap. And I was... Doja Cat was taking performances. Um, Oscar De La Hoya was fucked up. He was he all... He was fucked up, was right? He, was he high as fuck? I think he was just fucking wasted, man. Okay, if he Wait, fight. was he commentating? Yeah, I, I guess so. Or got he, he might be, he might got interviewed by the commentators. Oh. And um, then there was then they got into the fights. They got into Frank Mir versus Steve Cunningham. I yeah. had no clue Frank Mir was fucking fighting until two I knew days he was. Ago. I did not think he was gonna be. I, I did not think he was gonna have sixty pounds on that dude. But yeah, uh, I mean the, the the dudes he fought is a legit boxer. Yeah, he was a twenty nine and nine and one record with thirteen KOs. A former cruiserweight champion, um, yeah, and he yeah, the dude was definitely legit as fuck. I mean, Frank Mir was a how old is he? was how a old phenomenal is grappler. How old is Frank? Back Mir? in the day, yeah, he was um, the first. Mission. I mean, I think he beat Lesnar for the title back in two thousand ten. He's probably he at least forty. Forty one. I mean, it's not crazy old, but still, it's a little old to be boxing. Hey, man. Against got a fat own. paycheck for it. That's true. How much do you think he got paid? At least 200. 250. Yeah, at least 200. Um, but I, I saw, th- it says three, um, people were saying Frank Mir was coming back. He was said he actually looked pretty good. I going know, back I, to, to MMA? No, like coming back in the boxing match, but then like, no. he started getting, I, I don't know. The unanimous decision was 60. 54, 60, 54, then 58, 56. So Frank Mir did win a round in there, according to one judge. Um, mm-hmm. And then the co-main event, again, we didn't <laughs> watch, but we, we saw there was a low blow. Pathetic. What, Pathetic. what happened? What happened? What happened? With what I saw with my eyes in the video. I got, I, the, I got the video right A guy, watch yeah, watch it. I'm watching watch the watch video it, for, the first, for the first time right now. You've never seen it? No, I... I it was bad. Yeah. The dude definitely got exposed. Like, brothers, his replay. Oh, I mean, like a, bo- a like, body, a body shot, like, Clemson. It's like a kidney shot. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't even, like, fully connect, it looks like. It, like, barely glimpses its body, and then... Well, that happened to Romanov last night, too, in the UFC. No, Romanov got hit in the nuts, though. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that look, fight... No, like- look at this guy, and then he goes on the ground and, like, starts kicking his feet like a fucking baby. And then he gets taken out on a stretcher. You think? <laughs> you think he just got hit in the liver really bad, and he was just one thing from that? Oh, maybe. Then it should be a knockout. 
Obviously. Yeah. What did they rule it? It wasn't a knockout. It was, I think because they ruled it illegal. Was a, did the other dude ref, win? The ref called it a low blow, and because it was a low blow, they gave him five minutes to get up, and if he couldn't get up, he lost. Who was? Who's the guy that got hit in the nuts or nuts? Progeus or Red Catch? All right, so Progeus <laughs> defeats Red Cats by by whipped. by technical decision. So he he must have he must lift. have won. He must have won. Um, but from the looks of it, it looks like he didn't get hit in the nuts. Yes, but have there been any medical updates of like of this guy's like kidney getting fucked up or anything else? It's just like I mean, you got how could you even how could you how could you even prove it in in the fight if? You dig a hit like you can't prove that that guy's lying, dude. If he camera replay, you can prove it. <laughs> I know, but like, obviously not. If the guy's wimping in pain, like he can just be like, oh, I, I can't go him on. Out on a stretcher, and he had his hand on his dick and balls, like screaming. Yeah, he was like trying to sell it. I don't know. Weird situation. <laughs> Real weird. I, I haven't really seen any. Like I, I said, mean, I, I hope the dude's okay, but I don't know. Well, if he was faking, I hope he's not okay. Fuck that. <laughs> if he was faking it, fuck that guy. Well, it looked like he was faking it, so. Um, and then the main event comes. Ben asking for Jake Paul. I mean, where's Ben Askren? Uh, it happened, dude. <laughs> it happened. Um, he got fucking flat. We said, I said first. it on the podcast last week. I said, I said Jake Paul's just going to go in there and knock him out. Because it's just, dude, I saw a picture of Ben Askren at 170 when he was fighting the UFC. He looks pretty in shape, and like even then, people were making fun of his love handles and his and his dad bod. But he looked pretty fucking in shape then. Last night, he literally looked like he has not been training. Yeah, and that brings me well, to the question: was was it fixed? No, you don't think it was, it, fixed? it was not fixed? Come on, no way Ben Askren would like the would have the would have would the just, integrity not yeah would just like, voluntarily yeah. get knocked out by Jake Paul. But Not I mean, how the, what the fuck did you expect to happen? Jake Paul's a good boxer. It's yeah. proven. Obviously, if you have millions and millions of dollars, you're going to get the best training available. And Ben Askren's 36 year old. He's been out of the he's been out of combat sports for a little while. He just had a hip replacement, and he's not, he never was known for his boxing. If you if you've seen Ben Askren fight, he grabs a hold of you, he brings you to the ground, and he dominates you. Where the f- where the fucking that strategy is is standing up and boxing with a kid who thinks that his entire life is on the line of this boxing match, it just never made sense for Gecko. It just You're right. And now Paul is going to continue to pick and choose these less quality striker MMA fighters and have them go into the boxing <coughs> with him and continue to beat them. Well, I hope not. I hope he fights someone legit. Like yeah. A- <clears throat> I hope he fights a legit striker now. Yeah. I hope he just doesn't get, you know... A, I mean, dude, like, Ben Askren literally might have been the worst fucking no, person no, to box not might have been. It, the worst. <laughs> the worst person in MMA to box him. I mean, 100%. And guess what? If he, if he goes against Dylan Dennis next, it's going to be the same result. You think? Yeah. I think Paul would sleep Dylan Dennis 100%. Not in the first round, though, I feel like. Maybe not in the first, but... He's he's got to fight a good, good MMA striker. I mean, Give ben him T Wood. Ben Askren didn't even look T. like T Wood was building up. Did you see T Wood was in the locker room pre-fight and was like talking shit to I don't even know who who that guy was. I don't know if it was like Paul's trainer or coach. But, oh yeah, um, I saw DC tweet something like that yeah. about that. Like Ben Askren, literally, like 
I feel bad almost. He looks like a fucking old dude. Don't like, feel it, bad, man. Like it, it, it literally reminded me of when he. <laughs> it, it will remind me of when he wrestled Drew and Barrows. Like he just looked so out of place. Yeah, yeah. He did look out of place when he wrestled Burroughs. I'm trying to remember. I, I remember him landing like one good uppercut. Paul was just flicking the jab to his body. P- Paul missed a couple overhand rights, but then followed through with that one-two down the middle and fucking knocked him down. You saw Ben like said he tried to get up, told the ref he was fine. The ref was like, "No, I you're mean, not." He walked forward. He was wobbly, but a pretty basic one-two too, right? Yeah, one-two over the top. But I mean, the kid's got power, bro. <laughs> Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, Ben's taking shots from Lawler, Lima. I'm sure there's other killers I'm missing, but... And th- and that was in four-ounce gloves. And this, I believe, was in eight or 12. Yeah, I mean, granted, this flat, is probably man. the biggest person that Paul's... I mean, that Askren's ever fought against. Because this was at 190, and I think Jake came down from, like, I think 205 or 210. He got f- fucking dropped, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. I know. And, it happened. And like, we thought, we thought maybe knew. Ben would like, have a chance. You nah, know, you just knew like, down when he was going at it. You just played around, would get it done, but nope. Yeah, I mean, Jake and box. I guess I guess so. I guess well, he can. Let's see him box a real boxer then. You think if he does, they keep it on the thriller? Or you think like he eventually becomes like a fucking real boxer? Like, I really did don't he know. put on that event? Like, was that his event? Yeah, like, Dude, how does that work? Thriller was like fucking, yeah, yeah, we'll fucking host it. I mean, that was ran like had, a circus. <laughs> dude, they had Justin was Bieber. Absurd. They had Dose, Ice, Ice Cube. They had Snoop Dogg. Pete Davidson was there. Like, they fucking had... You get all these people there. For, like, no reason. Like, Ric Flair. Ric Flair was there. <laughs> Ridiculous. It was a pretty sick event. It was a sick event. I just, like... Is Jake Paul ever going to make their transition into... Dude. I don't, I don't want to say real boxing, because he is a real boxer, I right. guess. But he... Like a real fucking a real promotion, a real a real promote like promotion to promote his fight and uh, like, like is he gonna go to Showtime or Days or or something, or is he just gonna keep keep putting on these fucking celebrity fights and picking and choosing who he's gonna fight? He, he's, yeah, he says he wants to be a real boxer, so go box for real. Go be go be a real boxer. Go grind like everyone else from the fucking bottom. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a smart kid. He's Making money. He's playing the yeah, public enemy. of course. He's picking and choosing his fights. If he gets Dan- uh, Dylan Danis, he'd do it. Probably kick the shit out of him, too. Danis was already tweeting about it right away. He was he saying... He wants that paycheck, he wants, too. He, yeah, exactly. Everyone's just going for the paycheck. Yeah. Everyone is going for the yeah, paycheck. Yeah, not pride anymore. No, no it is not. Look how, look how far boxing is. But, I mean, came. these kids want to get paid. I mean... You could make the, like, you could make the argument that it's good for boxing... That was not good for boxing, no way. You don't think so? No. I made it like a joke, dude. Yeah. Depends, because they also had those two uh, those two boxers there, Lopez and, and I, forget, I forget the other guy's name, who were fighting for the 35 or 40 pound belt soon, but they were like, uh, they were there as like a press conference there, promoting their fight as well. So I, I saw I, that. I think it is good for that. boxing. Because it is, it is growing the sport, although maybe not to the best way in the eyes of the old schools, but like... Yeah, it's like these, the tw- these YouTuber kids like yeah. promoting boxing. Like it, it doesn't sit well with. It doesn't sit well with you know. What if it was a wrestling event? What if instead of boxing, it was like wrestling match, and it was Jake Paul, and like some wrestler, and they just never be that. had concerts and shit. Like how would you? How do you think like a boxer feels watching that? Like a guy that works his ass right, off. Right. 
He's yeah. probably, he probably hates it. He probably hates that shit. He probably thinks it's embarrassing. <laughs> you work your whole fucking life. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And seeing those guys getting paid Get more, paid if more not than, the, I mean, if the same, if not more. It's more of a celebrity, Dude, like, cage fight than it is a boxing match. Ben Askren, uh, Ben Askren boxed one professional fight, and he probably has made more money in that one professional boxing fight than like a regular boxer has their entire career. That's probably the most like, money. Definitely a regular MMA fight. fight. I don't know about a regular boxer because there's definitely more bo- uh, money in boxing than MMA. Yeah, I'm just talking about like a like a regular grinder boxer like that's just been it's just like a journeyman or something. Not, not like a champ or nothing like that, but still like even even so I'd be pissed watching that thinking these kids can <laughs> run our sport just cuz they're famous and have fucking subscribers on YouTube. Be surprised, dude. All you need is following. Fucking do yeah. whatever you want. The MMA community was was most definitely pissed. They were, but yeah, they were very disappointed at Ben. And I mean, rightfully so. It's not like really Ben. Skinny was talking all this shit, saying that he yeah, was gonna get it done. It's not really like Ben looked like he was in shape, and not it, it's not like he looked like he was ready to go. It's not like he was. It's not like he looked like he was ready to put the MMA community on his back. He kind of just was like. I'm getting paid a million dollars for it. Like, yeah. yeah, man, it is cool. Like, all right, like, yeah, we get it. You did it for the money. You're getting a million dollar paycheck, but you keep fucking saying that. Like, you fucking embarrass yourself and you embarrassed a lot of people because like, you let this fucking kid win. And I don't know. It kind of doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, man, it was just it was just a crazy night. Commentating and all, everything about it was just crazy. But on, but on the other hand. There was actually some good fights on last night, and I thought it was gonna be a shitty card going into it. I wasn't, I didn't really, but it was, it was a good card, man. There was some good fights. I enjoyed it a lot. There were some good fights, and uh, I was specifically a good fan, a big fan, excuse me, of the prelim main event, headlined by Romanova and Espina, a couple of uh, good heavyweight grapplers going at it. And I actually initially picked Espina to win it, and I said it last week. Espino. Espino. I said it last on last week's episode. But I ended up taking Romanov, and I was happy with it, and Romanov got it done. Kind of a weird ending to it. Controversial. Like, controversial ending to it. He got hit in the balls, right? Romanov got kneed in the nuts, and, I mean, he was gassed. There's no two yeah. ways of telling it. He, was, he got kneed in the nuts in the third round and rolled on his back and then said he couldn't continue anymore. And um, the the uh, judges scored the fight up until that point, and Romanov won. Right. Since it was it was that deep, since it was, yeah. it was in the third round, right. but yeah, yeah, it was a good fight nonetheless. The prelims were good, man. Uh, did you, our girl Jessica Penne won, cash ass, big dog, plus two thirty, big dog. Yeah, um, honestly, Austin Hubbard. A, I think there was four split decisions in a row. Yeah, there were. Yeah, overall, good, really good decisions. fight. Luis Pena was a good fight. He had a good fight. Uh, Andre Arlovski had a big win. Mir Shark had a, had a very nice submission win. I know last week on the podcast, I was talking about Mackenzie Dern and how I love her, but there's this UFC fighter, her name's Tracy Cortez, and she is, if not the hottest, the the second hottest UFC fighter 
in uh in you in UFC, the female UFC fighter. She is just gorgeous. I'm in love with her, and she's a badass, and she is fucking badass. She's super good, super good grappler. Was had a was rolling on them. I mean, I, she might be a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but um, yep. she, three or five in her takedowns had over six minutes of control. She looked really good, both in MMA and just in general, and good looking. She was on fire last night. Tracy Cortez. Tracy <laughs> Steve, Cortez. Steve's new girl. Tracy Cortez, my new girl. Tracy Cortez. Tracy Cortez. Uh, Rose and Mackenzie Dern, top three. And Paige Van Zandt. No, I would. She's good. Pick Tracy Cortez over Paige Van Zandt any day of the week. All right. Well, Paige Van Zandt's not even in the UFC anymore, so. Well, you, she's still. That a ship has sailed. She's still a fire. Yep. But I would pick Tracy Cortez. And she's 9-1. You're, You're wrong. And Cortez would beat Van Zandt's ass in a fight. <laughs> Maybe. She would fuck her up. Maybe. I mean, probably, but. She would fuck her up. What weight was Van Zandt? 15 or 25, so. so. She was, if not the same weight, or a little higher. Because I think Cortez is And then the main event. Whitaker looked really good. Whitaker did. He's ready. And I think that second fight against Adesanya will be different. He will approach that differently. He is gonna. I think he's gonna be more wrestling based, man. I, I think he's gonna try to take him down. I think Jan showed that that if you get to Izzy's legs and if you hold him down, that's the way to beat him. And I think Whitaker is gonna approach this fight differently. He looked really fucking good, and he was he looked really crisp in his wrestling, and his striking was really crisp. The thing with Gaslam is, dude, he just doesn't stop coming forward. Yeah, like dude, the dog. You, you hit him two times, he takes two steps forward. He you know, he just doesn't stop fucking coming forward, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Whitaker handled him really well. He he, did. he uh, did really well. He looked really good, and that's three really really tough opponents in a row that he beat until Cannonier and now Gaslam. Um, you know Gaslam people like he was. I was watching the press conference last night. You know he was saying you get an eight next to your name, and you know people think that's bad. Gaslam being ranked eight, but he's a fucking. One of the best top contender, Gaslam. I really think he is. And not even every time you go out there and fight Gaslam, he's going to give you a fucking. Uh, and he's going to give you a fight. So I was really impressed with Whitaker. Um, that, like I said, that's three really good wins in a row. And you don't see that a lot. You, guys, they come off championship losses and, you know, they don't really um, bounce back like they should. But you're seeing it a lot in like guys like Whitaker and Corey Sandhagen, uh, Max Holloway. You know they they they're coming back and they're impressing. They're, they're to get their title shots again. But uh, Whitaker, there's no other fight that makes sense than the title shot. Yep. I mean Vittori, n- no, I, maybe, but Vittori still yeah. needs a fight or two underneath his belt. Yeah. So Vittori versus Gaslam. I mean Vittori Costa or, or Vittori Costa. Whitaker, yeah, Whitaker has still, earned it. He is Whitaker, rightfully earned yeah, it. He, Vittori needs to go through the ranks a little bit more, but uh, Whitaker has definitely earned a, another title shot with Izzy. You have a shout-out, Kevin Gaslam, taking the fun on short notice. For sure. You know, dude's a dog. Absolute gamer. Fights the best of the best. Fight in, fight He'll out be back. for the last five, five, six years. That's why so. I didn't like this fight for him, man, because he just beat Ian Heinrich. He was, I thought he was going to get on a good roll again. I thought he was going to start doing good, mm-hmm. but I knew he would. This is gonna be a really tough fight for him, and I don't know. I don't know why he took it, man. But well, it was tough. It's not giving really lost anything. I mean, he went he went twenty five minutes with the with the second best guy in the division. So 
Yeah. If anything, he was gained from it. And uh, I think these guys were supposed to fight like three years ago. So I'm sure I'm sure he had a chip on his shoulder from there too. Just real solid. It's a real solid UFC fight card. And I love these I love these fight night cards that are coming out. Um, you know, they're not really the big cards that, that are going to appeal to the casual fans and just the everyday person. Like, oh, like, you know, UFC, there's a big UFC fight on tonight. Big card on, let's buy it, stuff like that. Like, these fight nights are a little bit more for the fans that you know, watch a little bit more. The little hardcore. More, a little more hardcore fans because there are a, a, a lot of really good fights on these cards that not a lot of people know mm-hmm. about. But to, like, to us, I mean, these fights are they're good. I mean, even in a couple of weeks, um, you know... Sandhagen and Dillashaw are, he- are headlighting a-, a fight night. Like these fight nights are are, are they're, they're they're really fun to watch and they're yeah. free, so which yep. is which is the best. It's great. It's just weekly, and Dana's putting top contenders in those divisions to headline those cards. So we're seeing phenomenal fights at, at least at the top. I mean, they're not stacked top to bottom, but there's still fights every weekend. At least ten to twelve of them. But um. Yeah, and that's and that's coming into this weekend, into UFC two sixty one. Big weekend. Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal two, in Tallahassee, Florida, I believe. Um, full capacity arena, sold out a day or two. Might be in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, it is in Jacksonville. Yeah, it is. It's in yeah, what did I say, Tallahassee? Yeah, it's in Tallahassee. Yeah, fuck. It's all right, but it is. <laughs> it is. It is in Jacksonville. We got a. Loaded card, three, three title fights. Um, Kamahu Usman and Masvidal two in the main event. <clears throat> Weili Zhang, Sean Weili, <laughs> and and uh, Rome, Rome Rose Namunas, Namunas, and Valentina versus uh, Jessica Andrade. Let's go. Pretty three good. fire title fights. Yeah. Those two, uh, those two female ones are bangers, bro. Zangwei Both Lee. those girls are... Dude. All four of those girls are killers. None of them take a step backwards. They're always going forward, constantly looking to take your head off, and both those fights are phenomenal. And then there's a, there's a bunch of like really solid preliminary fights, prelim um, cards. Carl Roberson versus Brendan Allen. I'm really That's excited. Fight. I'm really excited for that fight. Brendan Allen's coming off a tough loss. Last time to... Um, Sean Strickland, but Sean Strickland's also a beast. Um, and Brendan Allen's, you know, he's young, he's 25. He's coming up. He beat Kyle Dalkis before. He's also very good. Um, Brendan Allen's, you know, I really like Brendan Allen in that fight. Carl Robeson, also very good. Pretty sure he was on, um, he wasn't on, he fought Vittori last time and Vittori fucked him up. Yeah, he got subbed by Vittori in, yeah. uh, in June. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just a, there's some good, it's a good fight, man. There's, and there's a lot of fights. There's five fights on the early prelims, four fights on the regular prelims, so it's nine, and then five on the main card, so 14 fights. And, um, they're going to be a good man. They're going it, to, it's going to be a good card. We got, to start off the main card, you have Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute, which is a banger. Yep. Anthony Smith, former title challenger to John Jones in 2018. He's going up against Jimmy Crute, the newcomer. 
kid's a killer from where's he from? Great Britain, right? Uh, Knockout Aust- power. He's from Australia. Australia, dude's got it all. Damn, that's fucking two now. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, um, dude. Knockout power, submission victories. This kid's legit. And he knocked uh, the fuck Anthony out. Anthony Smith's of got his handful. He handful. knocked the fuck out of Modestus Pukakis. He did. I think. I, what's the odds on that? Crew's like a minus two hundred. Is he? Yeah. Minus one ninety. That's still pretty good. That line, dude. I would take. I would take Jimmy. Yeah, I would take Jimmy Crew in a parlay. Yeah, I mean, are we just gonna totally give up on Anthony Smith? I mean, he hasn't looked good in any of his he last hasn't, fights. But he's gotten fucked up by Glover Teixeira. He got fucked up by Ratchik. But then he subbed Devin Clark, which was basically a gimme fight, just to get his confidence back. But maybe that's enough for him to go out there and and do enough to to take down the the young the young prospect and Jimmy Crew. I just think Kroot's just too up and coming, man. He's, this, I mean, this is it. Like this is this is his big veteran. He's twelve and one. Yep. He's got. To, I feel like he's got to win this fight. This is breakthrough fight. And he's got is, power is, in those hands. He does. And is Kroot in the in the rankings? I'm gonna check that. I think. Yes, he he's ranked thirteenth. Yeah. Anthony Smith is ranked sixth. Wow. So this is a big fight for him. Yeah, huge. Just, title this is, this yeah. is a way to get him in the top ten. Mm-hmm. This is a way for him to get a big fight. You know, this would be, a, a, I think, a major step back for Jimmy Crude if he lost. Uh, I really like him, though. I think he's I think he's going to pull it off, and I really like his odds at almost 2-1. to one. I think that, you know, those are worth it. All right, the next fight on the main card is Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. I'm going Weidman in this one, man. Basically an even line. They're both 36. Yeah. Honestly, I like, th- I like Hall. You do? Yeah. Why? I think he's been more active in, in the past years. I mean, Wyman's coming off a great win against Omari Akamandabal. That's true. That's true. He's coming off a great win. Well, if Wyman gets it done, I think he's just going to take him down and, and control him. So, yeah, I mean... Which is which is very possible. But, I mean, Howell's on a three-fight win streak. Wins over Lewis, Carlos Jr., and Silva. Two of those being Chris, finishes. Chris Wyman, he like... Look at Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman, and you you would f- you would think that Chris Weidman would be older than Uriah Hall. You just feel like he's been around yes. for it, like because he was a champ. Because he was a champ, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Twenty fourteen, and Uriah Hall has been around for a minute. But if you look at his last couple of wins, I mean, they're against good opponents. Uh, Wash Anderson Silva, yeah. um, Antonio Carlos Jr. is good. He's like whatever though, and that but like. Palacosa he lost to Palo. He lost to Palo Costa, and then he beat Bilhan Lewis, who's not that good. I mean, he beat Jocko, who's who's all right. I mean, but that was also four years ago when Jocko was younger and probably worse. Weidman's just been through it, man. He's 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 fought tougher competition. He's coming off better wins. Well, he, a better win, and just Justin and Amari. Before that, he got slept by Dominic Reyes and slept by someone else. I think. He got slept by Dom Reyes and um, uh, Renato Zusa. Jacare. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, oh. it's a close fight, which is why the line is minus one ten each. He got knocked out by Jacare. Yeah. When? UFC two thirty. Yeah, yeah, I see that, but <laughs> I, I I don't remember that dude. Neither do I. I remember him beating um, Gassum. I don't. I don't remember him getting knocked out by Jocker. I remember him getting fucking badly knocked out by Yo Romero. Yes. 
That was very bad. <laughs> very a knee, bad. right? Yeah, bad. Yeah. Cold, out cold. Um, but yeah, I'm probably gonna stay away from that fight, honestly. You think? Where are the odds? Minus one fifteen for Uriah Hall. Minus one hundred five, Chris Weidman. So even, completely yeah. even. I think I'm gonna take Weidman in that fight. Um, it is a toss up, but I think Weidman's gonna out wrestle him. I think he's gonna keep his distance in the striking because Uriah Hall does have heavy hands. And, and nice kicks. And nice kicks. And, I mean, Weidman has been proven in the past to not <laughs> kind of have a glass chin. Um, I think if he keeps his distance and utilizes his wrestling, he can pull it off. Can get a nice round three decision. What about, what do you think? You think Ryan Hall is going to win? You know, I mean, I would like to see Chris Weidman win. I don't think he can have fun. And I think his, his path to victory is exactly what you just said. Wrestle him, take him down, control him through there. But, you know, his glass chin does concern me, considering Ryan Hall is a decorated striker and he has... Decorated knockouts in the past, so I don't know. It's a close fight, and I'm probably just gonna stay away from it. The, the next fight, um, Valentina. Yeah, it was a good one. The bullet. Serge Serge has a good a uh, good thought about this fight. Yeah, so I mean, I just think that Andrade is definitely Shevchenko's biggest test of her career. Um, Andrade is not not killing herself to suck down the 15 anymore. She's up at 25, more comfortable there, and I think she has more power there. You saw in her last fight, she drops Caitlyn Chukagian with a body shot. And um, Andrade is is just a beast. She just does not stop moving forward. The power on her, her traps, her back, she's just a tank. And, I mean, Shevchenko's a a tank of her own. She's she's proven it in the past. I think she's defended her about four or five times, and which is why she's a minus 400 favorite. She's older, too. I didn't know Andrade was only 29. Yeah, Andrade is entering her prime. This This is a scary good fight, and I think this line should be closer than it is. See, I, I disagree. <laughs> I just, I think Valentina is just going to fucking run right through her. I mean, I don't think that, she looked bad. In her, I mean, she kind of had a close fight last fight though, right, Valentina? Like, she was against that girl. She yeah, was she, against Jennifer Myers, uh back in November. She <laughs> lost one round to her. Close, yeah, considering for her, there was her first round right. that she lost in like 30-something rounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think she's going to be too much, dude. I mean, I feel like... She, Andrade will definitely stand there. She'll definitely strike with her. She'll definitely eat her shots. I just... And it's going to be a good fight, but I think it, it's going to be a controlling fight for Valentina. Yeah, and I think if, if Valentina controls the range because she does have... Let me check her reach advantage. She's five. She's a four and a half inch reach advantage and yeah. is four inches taller. So Andrade is going to have to come close and close the range. But so her so path is, to victory is going to be landing something over the top, I think, something but powerful. But so is Chikagian. Chikagian was also a lot taller than Andrade. Andrade. I mean, I like a lot of people that she That's plays. True. Um, but she's got power. Good at like, that. Yeah, good she's at, good at, at that. Maintaining distance. And, and she's, she's got power in her hands, Andrade, and I think that... Valentina can just eat a shot, and she's just thick, and she's just solid, and she just she she also has a lot of power where she can return it, where someone as like Drukagian couldn't really match her right. level of power. But right. I think Valentina can, and I think she will, and I think I think everything Andre is gonna throw it. Andre is gonna throw at her. Valentina's gonna have an answer for it. Yeah, man, I'm taking Shevchenko to win, but I think it will be her toughest test, and this line should be closer than it is. And then you. Th- you, we both disagree on these these two fights. So you you, uh, what do you think we had the co-main event? You know, it's My such a good Wei fight, Lee. man. These girls are such badasses. Zhang Wei Li and her, and Thug Rose Namajunas. Um, 
Yeah, Thug Rose is a former champ. She's trying to get her belt back. She lost to Andrade, but just avenged that victory in the summer. And she's she's got a chip on her shoulder. You know, she's been open in the past about saying that when she lost the belt, she was a little relieved because she felt that all the pressure was on her and she felt that, that, that she couldn't perform to the best of her ability. But now she's hungry. She wants the title back and she's, and she's ready to go prove herself against Zhang Wei Lit. And, and she has literally has fought nothing but top competition in the women's division. Who, Thug Rose? Thug Rose. Literally, her first fight in the USV, Carla Esparza. Great wrestler. Great wrestler, great great fighter. She lost to her, whatever, first fight. Then she fights Angela Hill. Then she fights Paige Van Sant, beats them both. Then she fights um, Tisha Torres, who's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then, then she goes and fights Michelle Watterson, who's, who's a beast. Who's a beast. Beats her, then fights Joanna twice, who is also one of the best female fighters in the world. Beats her two times in a row, and then fights Andre, loses to her, loses to her, loses her belt to her, then avenges it. I mean, I just don't, I don't see how you can count Rose out. She has literally proven herself to be one of the best female fighters in the world, and I hope, like I said before, she's my own top three female f- favorite fighter. I hope and I think she's going to take the take the belt from from Zhang Li. You know, Zhang's only been in the UFC for 5 fights. She she got a title fight after 3 after 3 victories in the UFC. Um she's un- she's actually undefeated. She actually lost her first pro fight and she's undefeated since then. So she's she started 0-1 and, and now she's 21 and 0 since then. So th- that's a pretty interesting fact. But you know, just that Jean-Marie versus, versus Joanna fight, that was a phenomenal fight. It was fight of the year in 20, 2020 or 2019, I think. And Jean just really showed showed to the world who she really was. And a how, fucking gamer. Yeah, <laughs> a gamer. She... And, I mean, Joanna's obviously showed herself that, that she's already a badass. So I think Jean really showed the world who she is and, and solidified herself as the champion. But, yeah, Rose is coming in, coming in to take her out. You... So you think uh, you think Zhang is gonna win? Dude, this fight's close too, man. It's gonna I, be I'm it's gonna be a bang. I think Rose has the value, so I think I'm looking What's at I'm looking at? to bet on her. Uh, Zhang Wei is minus one eighty five, and Thug Rose is plus one sixty five. There's definitely some value on Rose. I just I don't. Uh, I see it going the distance, and I I see it. Being, Do you know? I see it being like a uh, kind of like a. A Joanna versus... Versus Jong? Yeah. A brawl. A brawl. I hope. I mean, for the fans. It's going to be... Yeah, both their last fights because um, Rose... These are two... Rose and these Jess are two really good female fights. Like, like yeah. they are... Trust us. They are... These are going to be fucking bangers. Like, very good female fights. And you got to appreciate these female fights because when Amanda Nunes defends her title, she's usually, you know... Fucking them up and and dominating, n- knocking those girls out very quickly. And now we got these two female fights who I really they're, think are going to be phenomenal. They're not fights. entertaining. Amanda Nunes fights yeah. are not entertaining. Yeah. And 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 she, normally, she beats the piss out of those girls. Normally, like it, female fights just tend to be less entertaining because people don't understand or they don't recognize who the females are. That is not a knock on female fighting at all. People just don't know the names of female fighters, so they don't care to watch. It is what it is. That's just how people are. But these 
these girls, these these women, are the top fighters in the world fighting each other. And it's going to be an absolute brawl. And these are very good fights that you guys should watch. Yeah. Tune in television. Must see TV. Then we go to the main event. Usman Masvidal 2. Um, these two fought in July. Usman was... I mean, Masvidal took the fight in six days notice when Gilbert Burns tested positive for, for COVID. And uh, Masvidal got 50-45. And, uh, I mean... The only argument you can make was really the first round. He landed some good shots. But other than that, Usman controlled the whole fight, controlled the clinch, took him down, and uh, really dominated the whole fight from start to finish. So we'll see if, if Masvidal has made the improvements and if if having a full camp really does make a difference. Yeah, I I think Kamara's going to come in here. He's gonna, I think he's going to dominate again. I think he's going to win uh, pretty easily. But um, it's always scary with Masvidal. Yeah. He, always, he promises violence. He can land that one shot, man, that... That ends the fucking fight real quick, and uh, I'm I, I'm gonna be excited to see. I think Masvidal. I think he really isn't that great of as a fighter as many people think. I think that Ben that whole Ben Askren thing really shot him into into a into superstar. And yeah, it shot him to a realm of of stardom that he did, didn't really belong in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I mean, I don't really like Usman that much. Um, he's whatever to me, but I I will give respect where respect's due. He is a fucking, he is a, a phenomenal fighter, and he's one of the best in the world, and I don't think anyone can compete with him. I don't think anyone could compete with him physically. I don't think anyone could compete with him mentally. I think someone can. Who? Colby Covington. And he showed it. <laughs> he can, he can, but like the Colby Covington fight, just in the fifth round, Kamau, his... Mind, composure is mindset. Yeah, his composure is mindset. It's just different, dude. I've never really I've never really seen anything like it. Like he's just he acts like in his in his interviews and in his press conferences, he just acts like he still has an edge. Yeah. He still acts like some like yeah. he's going out there and he has something to prove to right. people. Like and you know, when you're a champion and you still have that edge to you and you still think you have something to go out there and approve every single fight, that's what keeps you fucking that's what keeps you at the top, man. And that's a dangerous motherfucker. That's a dangerous motherfucker, and I don't think, I don't think Masvidal is ready for that. Like right. he is a career journeyman, and there's nothing wrong with being a career journeyman. But he, I mean, he, he's not on. There's a difference between being, obviously, like a good fighter and an elite fighter. And I mean, we as wrestlers know this better than anyone else. There's there's levels to this shit. There's in in wrestling and. Combat sports and MMA, they are levels. There's just levels that you can get to that are just surpass everybody else and that will just put like put you far away from the field. And I think Kamaru Usman's on his own level right now. I think him, I think maybe I would say Khabib. Khabib, Khabib is on his But he's retired. On his That's own true. level. Khabib's yeah. on his own level. Um Guys like Max Holloway, guys like Volk, guys like uh, fucking Jan, guys like... I mean, I think Usman's even above Izzy. them. Usman's still so underrated. I mean, this guy's... Like, like you said before, he's still, he has a chip on his shoulder to prove something because I think he's trying to prove to to people who just don't, who just don't understand fighting that he's, he's so legit and he's, he really is one of the best in the world and he's really 
pound for pound, top three, top five in the world. And you got to give respect when respect is due. The dude fought and defended his title in February, and now he's bouncing around, bouncing right back two months later and defending it again in April. Against, against a killer no and George Mann. Yeah. Against I mean, no joke. And, I mean, never says a thing. People, like, UFC gives him these fights. He never... I'm varsity. Yeah, he, I'm varsity. <laughs> UJV, I'm varsity. Never complains about it. Ne- never complains about it. Never... Uh, questions his fight. He just he's just a gamer. He goes out there and does his fucking job. He's varsity and everybody else is <laughs> JV. He said it best himself. I mean, Rosen was like, "Come on, uh, you're, you're way above varsity. You're way above varsity. You're UFC champ. <laughs> you're UFC. You're best in the world. Like you're, you're way above varsity. Like, um, but even that's that's what I mean. Like that's what this guy fucking he's cares fired about. Up after that he's, went over Gilbert, yeah, he's fired up that he's he's a varsity. He's on like no fucking Usman, you're a fucking UFC <laughs> champ, dude. I think you're a little above varsity. Yeah. Like, but that's that's what keeps him so good. It's just mm-hmm. that constant chip on his shoulder that he's just pissed off. Even mm-hmm. when he wins, he's just pissed off. He's pissed off about something. He wants to prove to everybody that he's the fucking best and. I think that's why he's just going to be so dominant Saturday. I think that's why he'll be dominant against someone like Leon Edwards. He'll be do- not dominant, but yeah. he'll find a way to win. He'll he will, find he a way. Finds a way. To, he'll find a way. And he fights behind his jab so well. And now he's got one of the best coaches, coaches in his corner, Trevor Whitman. He's with him out in Denver, training with him and Gaethje. I mean, and th- th- that's got to only be a boost to your game. So, yeah, Usman's a killer. And does Masvidal train that? Top team still? Top team, yep. He's there with Poirier, Mako, Mike Brown. Do you think you get, like, invited to the top team? team? Or do you, like... Yeah, I'm not really sure that works. I'm sure you have to get invited in or something like that. You have to know someone in there. Yeah, I'm really not sure how that works. I don't think... What's Kamaru's line? Kamaru's, like, a minus 400, dude. Yeah, I don't think that, uh... Minus 400. Yeah, he's minus 400. I don't think that Maslow has a chance. If... If... If we were to bet, if I were to bet, and which I'm going to, I think I'd be putting my money on Crute and uh, some some value money on Rose. Crute and Rose? Yeah. I like it. I like that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure to keep up with weekly episodes of The Flow and The Fro on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or any streaming platform. Look out for our podcast this week as we are going to go over our sport betting locks for UFC 261 and more. Peace. Peace. We out.